everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Anime Nostalgia Podcast. As always, I am your host, Usamimi. Um, if I seem to sound a little funny today, it's because I have a kind of scratchy throat today, but don't worry, I'm fine. I'm not sick or anything. I think I've just been talking too much lately, and I strained my voice. So if I sound extra like an old lady today, that is why. Um... <laughs> But joining me today for a very special episode, I have a very special guest, someone who I have been friends with for like, oh my gosh, 20 years? 20 years, yes. 20 years, oh my gosh. I feel old already. <laughs> um, Pass me my cane. My, my <laughs> dear friend, Myra is here. Welcome, Myra. Hi, yay. <laughs> and we are going to talk about actually something that was instrumental in us becoming friends and that is the anime pen pal circles of the 1990s because this was something that i realized uh kind of recently that if you weren't really a part of it you basically had no idea that it even existed uh but it was so like integral as part of my growing up as a fan back in the 90s that like it just seemed totally normal to me and I forget that like not a lot of people had the same experience as I did. Um, I remembered when uh, recently Lauren of the Otaku Journalist online, uh, she recently started a project, I think it was this summer, uh, called Anime Origins, where she basically interviewed a lot of people talking about how they got into anime and manga and how they got introduced to fandom and things like that. And it was a wide variety of like ages and types. And when I was interviewed, like I brought up anime pen paling and she was like, oh my gosh, I've never heard of such a thing. Please tell me more. And I realized that was when I realized like, oh yeah, this is something that I could talk about on the podcast because not a lot of people know about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I actually ran a poll on my personal Twitter. I was like, hey guys, would you be interested in a podcast episode about that whole experience? And they were like, yes, we want a podcast episode about that. So that is what you are getting this month. And I thought it was kind of appropriate because th it's Thanksgiving time. We're thinking about our friends and our family. And I've known Myra for 20-ish years now. So I think of her as, like, part of my family. I even Nessa. kind of <laughs> – yeah, I call her my my <laughs> Nason sometimes because you are actually, like, a little bit older than me. Oh, older. <laughs> Not by much, though. <laughs> We're about the same age. I mean – it seemed a, it seemed like more of a difference when we were younger, but now it's like, oh, right now it's we're like practically oh, the same. It's just three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so since this is the first time you've ever been on the show, I like to ask people who are around my age, around our age, how they got into anime because it's always a little different, but kind of similar, you know. So, how did you get into anime and manga? Oh, gosh, I'm going to be, like, recounting the dorkiest memory. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we live for that here. That is, like, the best. Okay, so for me, it was 
probably some that no one but like maybe you and me are gonna know about but it was like mysterious cities of gold back in the 80s i would wake up at 6 a.m to watch it oh my gosh yes yes on nickelodeon yep (laughs) and then and then my mom recorded nausicaa for me but back then it was warriors of the wind and i was this like little squirrely five-year-old turning the one of the chairs in the living room sideways so i could pretend i was flying on a glider Like, to the point that I memorized the movie as a kid, and those were kind of the things I watched up until I was 13 or 14, and then our band teacher in school gave my older brother Akira. And from there, it went from Akira to Vampire Hunter D to Ghost in the Shell to, holy crap, it's 1994, and here's Samurai Troopers, and Finding Sailor Moon, too. And then we went to the comic shop, and there was some like little indie uh, anime magazines and there was one that talked all about samurai troopers ronin warriors as they call it and we just kind of went from there from there it was like let's go to suncoast and buy movies i don't have 30 mom oh yes for a subtitled vhs oh yeah I remember that. Oh, yeah. man. And that's what opened the window into, like, pen palling was those little, like, indie magazines. And then Ann America when it started. I know you remember Ann America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure most of the people our age that are listening are like, yes, Ann America. Yes, yeah. Sun Coast. <laughs> that, <laughs> all those things. What, that's what did it all. And then uh, that's what started the pen palling, too, is that little show. Was it in America? Not show, but that magazine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the little pen pal sections where it's like, oh, you want a pen pal? Write to this person. I think I will. <laughs> yes, because like I know specifically we started writing to each other through the uh, letters section and on the in the backs of um, the Oh My Goddess comics. Yes, in Oh My Goddess, they had that little pen pal section, and I had my address back there. I think Martha had hers back there. Oh, yes, our, our mutual friend too. Martha. Shout out to my friend Martha. I love Martha. you, sweetie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and these are all people that we still know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you believe it? It's been so long. Uh, (laughs) I only just met Martha after writing for 17 years. I only just met her like two years ago. Yeah, in person. Oh my gosh. It took 15 years, but 15, 17 years, but then we finally met. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. So back in the day, like this might be for like any younger people listening. um, When manga came out originally, comic publishers would put them out like American monthly comics. They would flip them to read the American way. So they would put them out, like I said, like American style comics. And then in the back, there would be like, similarly to American comics, there would be like a letters column that people could write into that specific comic or manga and be like, oh, I love this comic. It's so fun. It's so great. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a question. Um, and sometimes they would be like, please leave my address so people can write to me if they want to. And I started reading Oh My Goddess and I was like, oh my gosh, I could get pen pals that also like anime and manga too? I I mean, my mind was totally blown. I thought it was amazing because like I didn't have a ton of local friends that liked it. I had some, but not a lot. Mine all got it from me. (laughs) 
right? Yeah, that that was the thing. Like, I was the source of a lot of my friends is like, oh, what should I be watching? What should I be reading? Uh, because they, you know, saw me enjoying it. And they obviously wanted to, like, get in on that. They were like, that's really cool and fun. I like that. What other stuff do you got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was really cool to, like reach out to these people that like a lot of them were like clear across the country and some in other countries like I actually wrote to like a few people like in the UK in Mm -hmm. Spain uh, a couple of people in Japan I Um, remember that first Japan letter when you get it and I remember getting my first Sailor Moon like Japanese Sailor Moon trading card and being like oh I'm holding gold in my hands yes feeling that was amazing because there was no other way to get a hold of stuff unless you had that hookup in Japan because there was no internet oh yeah back in the day like there was like there was internet, but, like, it wasn't, like, now where, like, everybody has access to the internet. Like, back then, that we're talking, like, the AOL, like, bleep bloop days. Yeah, we're talking, like, 94, 95 here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was no Facebook or internet or widespread shopping to be done online. So it was either you know someone there who can get it for you or you're SOL. Yeah, or, like, you you sent away for a catalog from, like, uh, one of the shops that was in the back of, like, Ann America or something. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What was it? It was one here in Georgia. It was, like, House of Anime or something. Yes. They're and... still kind of around. Really? Sort of. They're not, like, the same. They sell stuff mostly at conventions now and um... on eBay. Okay, because I remember that was where I got, like, my first Sailor Moon t-shirt. And I remember wearing them around school, like, yeah, buddy, it's got (laughs) Japanese on it. I'm cool. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh. And then everyone was like, what is that? (laughs) But it, it was amazing to think, because back then, you know, you felt so isolated. You were like, I like this thing, and I don't think anyone else likes this thing. But then you communicate with, like, all these other people who are like, oh, no, I also like that thing. And it felt really good because you didn't feel so alone Mm -hmm. in liking what you liked. Because, you know, if you're like me, like, your family was like, what is this? Like, Yeah, my parents were like, that's for little kids, right? (laughs) Because it's cartoons, right? It's weird why do you like cartoons like uh. yeah or if they were mad at me they'd be like hey sailor moon get over here like oh, <laughs> mom <laughs> but it was you know because now it's so easy like you go to an anime convention you go on like a facebook group or twitter or instagram anywhere and you can find people who like anime but back then it was a little bit harder to make those connections, to meet those people who also maybe liked the same things that you did or had recommendations of like, oh, have you ever seen this? I really like this. You should totally yes. get into yes. this. I think you would like it. I mean, it was the the entry for becoming a fan and communicating with other fans was so much higher. Yes. Like, the bar was so much higher. You had to jump through like all these hoops and – so pen paling was great for me because it wasn't also it wasn't just finding other people although that was the big draw but it was also like a hobby because it was something to do that was related to anime but didn't always have to be related to it because like 
you would also find out, oh, your friends also like these other things that you like. Because I had pen pals that also liked like American comics or movies that I also liked or music I also liked. Like getting into anime and such, it like started the friendship, but other things kind of kept it going. Right. Yeah. It's like kind of when you make those connections now, you, you keep being friends with some of those people for other things as well. You don't just go to them for just anime things. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just a way to like make that connection, to make friends and be like, oh, and we also have these things in common. Or in in the respect of like people who lived in other countries, it was also a way to like broaden your horizons a little because they would tell you about like things going on in their corner of the world and what they were doing yes and so it was really interesting to me and like when I first started getting like a couple of Japanese pen pals it was also a learning experience because I would ask like oh could you teach me like certain phrases in Japanese or things like that and they would they would be so excited to teach you phrases in Japanese. Yes. Or you'd be like, oh, you know, can you tell me about the different festivals? Like I had one pen pal that would tell me about the doll festival and that kind of thing and be like, well, here's some pictures. Here's a postcard from the doll festival and just neat stuff that went beyond just a common interest. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And like, I feel like, it really kind of broadened your your worldview back then when it felt like you know especially for like you and me at the time we were kind of stuck in like small rural areas Mm -hmm. and didn't really get to go very many places so like you know we feel like well we only know this much of the world like the internet wasn't like a thing like we were saying so we couldn't just look up like what's it like in this country? What's some cultural thing? Like we didn't have Wikipedia. We had paper encyclopedias. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So either look it up in the encyclopedia or at the library or get better luck asking someone. Yeah. So it was much more fun to like learn these from like actual people who would tell you like, no, this is how it really is. And, and how like anime and manga were different in their countries too. Cause like, uh, I, f- I couldn't believe how many different titles were available to my friends in Spain. Like in they Italy. Had- and in it- Italy, in France even. Yeah, like-, like Rosa Versailles was really popular in Italy, I remember. Mm-hmm. And they got lots more Magical Girl stuff that we did. Yes. Like They didn't just get Sailor Moon, they got like Creamy Mommy, Fancy Lala, they got everything. everything. And, and I was like, so jealous. Crap. Like, I remember one pen pal, I just found them a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact. She sent me these little postcard sets of, like, Dragon Ball, and then there was another one that was just a mix of different shows from there. And it's all, the whole package is in Italian, and I'm like, friggin' Italy had Dragon Ball Z postcards. And I'm, like, lucky if I can find a VHS. <laughs> right? Yeah, I had I had a friend from Spain for my birthday one year. She sent me a Dragon Ball action figure. She sent me a Trunks. Yes. And I was like, wow, they have trunks action figures in, like, Spain? That's amazing. I was like, my mind was totally blown. I was like, we didn't even get toys at that time yet. Like, Dragon Ball toys hadn't come out here yet. I think we started getting toys in, like, the 2000s. Yeah, it was the late 90s, early 2000s, I think. Yeah. And then our toys were kind of, like, wonky looking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, hello, American Sailor Moon doll. Uh, yeah. (laughs) 
I bought all those ugly dolls. Yes, somewhere in my parents' attic is an American tuxedo mask doll. Oh my god, with the weird noses. Oh. Yes! They had I, such weird looking noses. Their faces were all wrong, and I remember looking at them and going, uh, I don't know if I want this thing, but I'll but take it. But it has Sailor present. Moon on it, so I want it. Yep, and like... <laughs> Going to, like, those media stores, the only thing you could find for, like, Sailor Moon or for any show was, like, those little, like, there was a little art book for kids. Like, a little flip Yeah, book. the little storybooks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the little audio tape oh. with the little booklet attached with all the English yes. Sailor Moon songs. And I was, like, oh. so desperate for some kind of merch that I was, like, I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah. I don't oh, care. I, I still have my old uh, Deke Sailor Moon soundtrack CD. Yes! Oh my gosh, so do I. With those awful songs! Ah. <laughs> I don't oh even my know. Gosh. She's got the power or something. <laughs> ah! Yes! Oh my god. And I was like, this song isn't that bad, actually. <laughs> I remember being excited when I got my first cassette. Because it was cassettes back then of Sailor uh-huh. Moon music in Japanese. And I was like, this is way cuter and so much better. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It was mind-blowing when, like, uh, you compared the two. I mean, I still have a special place in my heart for, like, that old Deke dub. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Because it was it, it was corny as hell. It was memories, I... though, man. <laughs> <laughs> but those memories of, like, watching it with my little sister. Yeah. I mean, she couldn't watch she couldn't watch stuff with subtitles. She didn't. She couldn't read subtitles very well. She was still like a little baby. So, but she really liked the dub. And so we would watch it together. And then I would be like, um, I need to write this one pen pal and ask about them sending me more uh, fan sub Sailor Moon tapes because yep. the Japanese yep. version is so much better. And, and that was another thing. And that was another thing. It goes past that. Like, holy crap, yeah. there's an art. That's a super. What? Send yeah, that art. was. That was another thing I wanted to bring up was like uh, through pen pals. I mean, I I traded some tapes later with people I would get from like uh, BBSs online. But my main source of tapes for like a long time was actually other pen pals. We would swap tapes all the time. Or I would send them like a a money order for like five bucks and they would copy their tapes for me and like send me tapes. And that went on for years. That was your way to get anime. That was your way to get music. Because I had a guy I wrote to. I I don't remember his name. I want to say it was like Tom or something. And you would write Tom, ask him for a list of his music, and he would write back with a full list of all the soundtracks that he had. And then from there, you could pick what you wanted, send him like five bucks, and he'd buy a pack of tapes, put it all on a tape, and send it back to you. Yes, and that's how and that I was got lots of mine. That was another thing was like I remember I specifically remember making mixtapes for people, like actual physical I think we sent each other. Tapes. Oh, we totally did. I remember cuz one of the one of the first times I ever heard Mouse Miser was from a tape you sent me. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was like me getting excited when I got a Yu Yu Hakusho soundtrack. I was like, yes, oh. this is so awesome. Oh my gosh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, oh, I'm I'm on such a Yu Yu Hakusho high because the last episode I did was all Yu Yu Hakusho for the anniversary. And it was it's literally me and my friend Trisha talking for hours about Yu Yu Hakusho and how great it is. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I love So oh. many flashbacks. Right? <laughs> oh. But... 
Yeah, like I I had so many anime mixtapes from people who would be like, oh my gosh, you've never heard music from like this? I'm going to make you a mixtape. And they would yeah. like, and they would send like, oh, here's a bunch of like, oh, the Sailor Moon musical music. Mm-hmm. That was how I first heard those songs. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, now I really want to watch these musicals, which yeah. I mean, back then they were so bad. They really were. <laughs> They're the better new ones, now, but the new ones then, are so oh much better. But back, but some of those songs are still a jam. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like Sailor War and oh my god, I could uh, Tuxedo Mission. Ah, uh, there's so many good old Sarah Mew songs. What makes but, me laugh is that like I still have all those mixtapes buried somewhere in this house. Oh my god, you do? Yeah. Uh, I wish I still. I think. Too. I think I might still have some of mine somewhere, but I remember like I lost a bunch when I moved because I had to get rid of like so much stuff. Like I used to have, I used to save every single letter any pen pal sent me too. Yep. And I had to get rid of so many when I moved because I just couldn't, I couldn't take literally a trunk full of mail yeah (laughs) my parents did that to me too when we emptied out our storage unit they were like what are you are you keeping these like what are you gonna throw throw those away what do you need all that paper for you have to where are you gonna put that i'm like okay but now i feel sad because like so many memories so many people because like oh this was something else i was gonna bring up uh at one point i know both you and i had so many pen pals how many actual pen pals did we have at one point in time? Oh my gosh. I think the most I had was like 90. It was crazy. But oh, yeah. I was a teenager. I had no job. I just got home from oh, yeah, yeah. wrote letters yeah. all day. So it didn't matter. And my we mom had... would be like, you need more stamps? And she'd bring me stamps. Oh, so it like, didn't so much matter. <laughs> so much free time. I wish that I had back <laughs> yeah i know now i'm like 90 pen pals oh my god i'd fucking die <laughs> i yeah i think at one point my highest count because i had a i had like an old school address book yeah and i wrote everybody's address in it and i counted at one point i think the most i ever had was like 102 yep up there. and i was just Way like there. wow that's so many became, people it's i blame those damn friendship books answers everyone writing her answers everyone (laughs) writing her (laughs) yes oh my god okay so that's something else I wanted to bring up was how we connected with other pen pals because this I mean we we talked about how we got into it but how we got so many was the magic of the friendship book now I know that there are probably people going like what the hell is a friendship book and I'm going to explain a French. I'm going to try to explain a friendship book. Okay, so basically a friendship book was you made this little, it, it could have been anything and any size of like a little, a bunch of folded pieces of paper that you staple together and make a little like booklet. It basically just had to be small enough to fit in an envelope. Because if you made one that was too big, people would be like, I can't mail this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you would decorate it. Like, sometimes people would get really fancy and they would make a cover with, like, anime stickers and stuff all over it. Or they would print out, like, some anime art that they found on, like, GeoCities or... Oh, my God. Anna Pike. Anna Pike, yeah. (laughs) 
Or, or they would photocopy, like, pictures from, like, Anna America. Or if they were really fancy, like, if they had some trading cards, they would photocopy some of their trading cards. And they would make a little anime cover. And then on the inside, they would write their name and their address. And then they would write a little bit about themselves. Like, this is all the anime that I'm currently into. And I like... Also, I like comics, or I like J-pop, or I like, you know, whatever. Basically, whatever you wanted people to know that you were into. And then you sent that book to one of your pen pals. And they would do the same. They would put their address and what they were into. And then they would send that book to another pen pal. And it was like a chain. So it kept going. And when the book was full, it would get mailed back to the first person who made it. And they would have this whole book of new names and addresses of people that they could write to. And so after a while, it felt like we all kind of knew each other. Because mm-hmm. after a while, you would run out of new people to write to because you all started writing to each other. So it was like, oh, hey, all my friends signed this one. Okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, because if it was your friend, too, sometimes they would decorate it. Some people would, like, draw in them. Uh, and mm-hmm. then there was usually, like, sometimes on the back there would be, like, some people would make, like, a little free space. And you could write, like, little notes. Like, oh, hey, I know you, love you, ah, see you soon, or something like that. Yep. Or someone would write, like, Right. Oh, so and so character is my husband. <laughs> oh my gosh, the claiming got so. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, you you young folks on social media who talk about like, oh my waifu is this character or my husbando is this character. No, back in the nineties, it got Pretty so serious. Like, no, he's mine, and you need to stay away. <laughs> yes, like people would like in in the anime penbell circles, they would lay claim to an anime character, and nobody else could have that character. Yes. That oh was, my gosh, it was so like looking back on it, I cringe oh, it was so, so ridiculous, hard. Like, ugh. <laughs> I know. Looking back, you're like, oh my god, we were so lame. But it's Friggin funny. Weebs. <laughs> I mean, I laugh about it now because it was. It's just so. It was. It started out sweet and innocent, but some people took it, like, so seriously. Right? Like, for me, it was just some funny little thing, like, mine. And then there's someone else, like, who that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, they were like, hey, I like that character. What are you doing? Meh. And they, like, some people would even write, like, nasty things in friendship books. That they would be like, no, that character is mine. Uh, forever. Or we're scratch married. it out. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember... I mean, it didn't happen very often, but there were, like, a couple younger people who would come in, and they would get really, like, super aggressive, and I'd be like, okay, like, all right, alrighty then. That that was a whole thing in in the 90s uh, penbell circles, and that was something that it felt safe to talk about, like, stuff like that, because I thinking back about it, I realized, like, 90% of the people in this, like, big circle of, like, anime pen pallers were female. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even really think about that until, like, just recently. I was like, oh, the reason why I felt, like, so safe and comfortable talking about, like, oh, I love this anime and I think this character is super hot or, like, anything like that was that, like, I felt like no one would really judge me because we were mostly women. Like, there were a few guys in there 
And every once in a while, it would turn out like one of those guys would be like super creepy, and every and like everyone would literally shun them. Mm-hmm. They would just be like, "You letters are cut. would travel. Don't write yes. to that one. He's weird." Yeah, don't write to this guy. He's a secret creepo, mm. and you will regret it. And it was like we all had each other's backs. Like there wasn't like a ton of drama. And when it did come up, it usually passed pretty quickly. Yep. I, and also because like it, since it's in letter form. Like, you can kind of forget it after a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the internet now where you can just sit there and blacklist someone and it just keeps coming back to bother you. Back then it was just, yes. well, I'm not going to write to you anymore. Done and done. Yeah, and that was kind of safe because, like, if you just stopped writing to someone, what were they going to do? Like, they, it wasn't like they were going to come harass you like, or anything. Kid, you're 14. What you going to do? You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody had the money. We, we were all, like, teenagers, mostly. Uh, some a little older, but mo- nobody had the money to go fly to like Florida and be like knocking on your door and be like, I'm "Hey, exact my revenge what? on you," kind of thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So, and and that was the other thing. Like, we felt safe giving our home addresses to like all these different people because, again, we were all like around the same age. We were all mostly female, so like nobody felt threatened. Nobody, nobody thought like, oh, this person could stalk me or it's not like, like that. now where you can put someone's address in Google and hey, look, here's their house. Like even right. on Instagram, I noticed like if I were to send you a, a DM on Instagram with my address, you can click on it and it'll open maps and give you a nice little picture of my house. I'm like, that's creep city. <laughs> oh, that is pretty creepy. <laughs> like I'm going to text you one in a little bit so that you can see it on Instagram. It'll show like a blue link and you can click on it and it'll open Google Maps. And I'm like, oh, I would like that. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old and I watch Investigation Discovery. I know what happens when you get... <laughs> I ain't trying to get murdered up in here, man. I oh, watch those murder shows. <laughs> this is going to end badly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they Google Maps my house and now they're going to come murder me or something. Mm-mm. I don't like yeah. it. And so, like, you know, back then, I mean, I would never, ever give just some stranger my address now. But back then, it felt so much more safer because, Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, like, we all felt pretty comfortable. Uh, The only times I ever felt weird about it were, like, every once in a while, someone would send a uh, a friendship book to someone who wasn't in the anime pen pal circle. They would send it to, like, a regular pen paler yeah it was because it was like two different worlds if you were like a regular pen paler you just sent like really plain boring friendship books and you didn't like anime you just like you know weird stuff and then there were the anime pen palers who just like were totally total nerds and liked all this stuff and mostly wanted to talk to other fellow nerds yeah but but sometimes you know people were both like, I was kind of both, but mostly predominantly anime pen palling at that time. And the only time I ever got, like, any creepy mail was, like, whenever a friendship book somehow got, like, an anime friendship book of mine would get into, like, a regular rotation of regular pen palers. And sometimes those went to prisons. Yes. Yes. My address was an Oh My Goddess back then when I lived in my apartment with my mom. And I actually got a letter from an inmate and I actually wrote him back because I was 16 and an idiot 
<laughs> so I wrote him. I actually talked to him for a while. He actually turned out to be kind of cool. And I remember at, he was like, he was really upfront too. He was like, I'll tell you what I'm in jail for. Cause I know that freaks a lot of people out. And it was like, he got in a fight with a guy. So he was put in jail um, for assault. And he's like, mm-hmm. that's all I did. I haven't killed anyone. I have no intention of murdering people. Don't do drugs. Don't drink. Just Unless he up. was lying. I know. But I was like, <laughs> but... okay. But one day but he yeah. wrote me and he's like, I'm getting out soon. And I was like, Ur! and my prayer going <laughs> oh, to no. was like, convict at my apartment. Stop writing. Stop writing. <laughs> yeah, thankfully that did not happen. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> He probably realized when you stopped writing, like, oh, now she's scared. I better just stop. <laughs> he was probably just like, yeah, this was just a teenager or whatever. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. Something to do. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I mean, not to knock, like, you know, inmate pen pal programs. They're there for a reason and stuff. But, like, back then we were kind of younger. And most of these people involved in those, uh, you know, inmate pen pal things are much older men. And it's probably not appropriate for them to be writing to younger like girls yeah so anytime i got something that said it was from any sort of correctional facility it went straight into the garbage yep that was the only one that i gave a shot to because he actually really read a lot of comics so all our letters were really long but all we talked about was comic books comic Mm -hmm. books and anime that was it like there was no harm in it there was no hey can you send me a few dollars slide me a comic book there's none of that yeah yeah I mean, it was it was a completely different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it can't wasn't do like, that now. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do that now. Like, if you if you wrote to like someone like that, they could just Google your address. They could find where you lived, and that would just be weird and they creepy. Can, like I said, they can friggin' Google map your house. It's like here's a photo of her home. Would you like directions there? Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> but yeah, that was um, that was how friendship books worked. So. There were, like, hundreds of people our age, like I said, predominantly female, who were getting, like, anime-related, like, friendships uh, blossoming through this whole, like, it almost felt like a secret society. It felt like a secret club. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool because, like, I would be in class, like, in the middle of, like, study hall, just, like, writing letters to, like, these people that I would probably never meet ever uh but just talking about like oh my gosh have you seen like this new anime that like i just saw a tape of it at suncoast like have have you heard anything about it is it good i've tried to look it up on annie pike but nobody's talking about it yet you know like stuff like that and it just felt so it felt so great to be included you know it felt like you had a place to belong and mm-hmm. and this was way before like you could just go on like an AOL chat room and like click on the anime rooms and start talking about anime. Like this was yeah. like our way of doing that basically, but it was with pen and paper. And there was that rush of oh, I got a letter in the mail today. Like I remember one day I got like nine in the mail and I felt amazing and so excited. Like, oh I have all these letters to reply to and all these people to talk to about what I saw in the store this week or what I just watched from my other friend. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was cool getting mail because it was like getting presents in the mail. Yes, because that was the way, like I said, with the Japanese pen pal. That's how I got 
cards and drawings and like one girl would tear like you know how the sailor moon manga came with that little poster in the front and she would oh, cut yeah. the poster out and mailed it to me and i was just on cloud nine. Oh yeah right like you never see that i i had one pen pal like i talked about this in the yu yu Hakusho episode but i have one pen pal who for one year for christmas she sent me this little box of like literally nothing but yu yu Hakusho stuff for christmas and I thought I was the coolest person in the world for that like yes. hot minute when I when I was opening that and was like, oh my god, look at all these cute things with Yu Yu Hakusho all over them that like nobody else has ever because like we didn't have Yu Yu Hakusho stuff in America. No, like that was, that would have uh, that was a pipe dream. I thought that would never be there'd never be Yu Yu Hakusho in America. I mean. Pfft. And it finally just, aired years and years and years later. Oh, yeah. It was like almost 10 years later it finally came over here. It mm. took forever. But, like, it was so special, too. And, like, I sent her things in the mail, too. Like, for Christmas, I sent her a bunch of American stuff that I thought she would, like, really enjoy. And she thought it was the coolest ever. Like, mm. she was really into, like, American music and American movies. So I would send her, like, movie soundtracks and stuff. And she thought it was the coolest list thing because she couldn't get it yet it wasn't yep. out in japan yet uh, so it was like we we were all all the pen pals were like feeding each other's addictions basically yes and making like it opened up the door kind of for creativity too because we'd make our own address labels we made our stationery we decorated our letters with stuff oh so. yes oh my god i was i was just thinking about this the other day when you could go to like the 7-eleven and there'd be a photocopier like right next to the front door but now like you hardly ever see them and those were like our lifelines for like making homemade stationery back then oh my yeah. god i used to make so much homemade stationery i would photocopy pictures from like manga and stuff and i would cut them out and i would make decorated like pieces of paper with with uh with lines from like a uh, a lined page from like one of my notebooks and I would I'd use, use glue I'd use my mom's Microsoft Word <laughs> just make oh, a sheet yeah. with lines <laughs> <laughs> and then I would like I would photocopy a bunch of like Sailor Moon pages and like decorate it with like that and then I just run like 50 copies of that and like there you have Sailor Moon stationery now mm -hmm. and then like your friends would be like oh my god you made that can I get some of that stationery and then you would send a copy to them and they would photocopy it too yep that's exactly how it worked or I'd like and, or you'd cover an envelope you'd cut out like pieces of a comic book that you photocopied and you'd color it in with markers or colored pencils yes <laughs> and like the the whole like making your own address labels was like such a huge thing especially when it started be to become more common to have like a printer in your home oh yes like when we were talking about this episode our mutual friend molly shout out to my friend molly, Hi, molly. Who was all who was also in the anime like pen pal circle she said she purposely convinced her parents to buy a color printer because then she could make color address labels yes and when you found that that pen pal that had that color printer you were like hey so yeah if i send you a dollar can you like make me some address labels <laughs> exactly like hey <laughs> about those labels i saw see for molly i think molly liked gundam wing oh that was yeah, like, yeah i see you mm -hmm. have gundam wing labels <laughs> i love gundam wing too <laughs> yes Wild that Eyebrows. was the other thing send me some labels like, 
if you saw someone in your friendship book who had like an address label and like the little picture on it was like an anime you like you were like oh i'm writing that person yeah we have to be friends because we also like gundam wing or we also like um utina or we also like dragon ball or we also like you know whatever oh god i would always get so excited when i saw an utina label like yes oh my gosh my people i have to write to you please be my friend (laughs) (laughs) right oh my god can you can you believe that the utina i think it's like the 20th anniversary yes one of my pen pals recently was at the cafe the little utina cafe in (gasps) japan and i was like oh "Oh." so jealous me too i was like and then i thought oh my god it's been 20 years has it really been 20 years since i put that costume on I mean, because that's like uh, the Yu Yu Hakusho episode I just did. It was for the 25th anniversary of Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, my gosh. It's like, oh, oh. man, I'm old. <laughs> right? Uh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it definitely has been that long. It has. And it. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> <laughs> A little of both is fine. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Why? Why am I old? Oh, but that's another thing. Like, um, I saw cosplay really start taking off through my pen pals, actually, yes. because like I had a few pen pals that would go to like regular comic conventions, like I also did, and some of them dressed up as like American comic characters, like X Men or oh. uh, stuff like that. And then with they would get into like Sailor Moon, and they're like, "Oh my god, I need to make a Sailor Moon costume to go to you know this weekend comic convention that's like you know in a month or whatever." And they would make these like pretty basic by today's standards uh, Sailor Moon costumes, and then they would take pictures and they would send you like. a a real photo (laughs) of Mm -hmm. them at this con and i would be like wow they actually made that like this is so cool yeah i mean back then like cause the word cosplay was just starting to even like be a thing in america like we Mm -hmm. didn't even really know that that was what it was called it was just like oh dressing up like for i want to wear a costume that was what we called it and then my for me it was my pen pal in japan she sent me a picture of her cosplaying King of Fighters, like some of the characters from King of Fighters. And I was like, oh, I know that game. And she's like, here's my Asuka costume or here's my Vice costume from King of Fighters. This is my cosplay. And I'm like, cosplay. I'm like, Must do not know. What is this. cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because back in the in the early 90s, like, that hadn't really seeped into the like American vernacular yet. I mean, we were just learning what the word otaku meant. <laughs> yeah, we were learning that was a bad thing at the time. I don't know if it's yeah, such a bad thing now. Yeah, now oh, people use the word otaku like all the time. We have Otaku USA magazine. So yeah. like, I mean, now it's it's been so long since it had any connection to anything bad. Most people have forgotten. Yeah. And they just use it as the all-around term as, like, an anime fan. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, like, what I use it for, too. Even though I don't use it, like, a lot. But but back then, we were like, otaku? What's that? You know? Because yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Anime Go released otaku no video. And we were like, what's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how we learned how that came about. But, um, but yeah, cosplay, like, that... That took a while to really, like, sort of spread throughout the community. 
And I think that was another thing that the pen pal community was good for. Like, you know, someone would use a term and they'd be like, oh, what's that? And they would explain to everybody else like, oh, this is the word that they use for costuming any sort of characters. It's a it's a combination of costume play. Yeah. And, play. and you didn't feel dumb asking those questions amongst your pen pals. Like now online, if you ask something like that, people will be like, LOL, noob, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, back everyone, then it was safe. <laughs> yeah, everyone was willing to like share information. That was like uh, something that I I did a lot with like Sailor Moon information because, like you were saying earlier, like at at one point Sailor Moon just ended in America, like at the like almost at the end of R, and they never finished it. So like a lot of my friends were into Sailor Moon, but they only saw like what was on TV here, and so they were like, "Oh my God, how does Sailor Moon end?" Like they just left it at that cliffhanger and I, I, I don't know what happens after that. And so for the longest time, I would like write these huge, long, detailed letters about everything that happened at the end of Sailor Moon R for people. And then my other pendles would be like, oh, I heard from so-and-so, you know the lowdown on like what happens in Sailor Moon. And so people started asking me like, what happens in Sailor Moon? Like, there's more Sailor Moon after that? Like, yes. they had no idea. And so at one point I had to like photocopy like the stuff I would write about it because I got tired of writing it over and over again. Yep. Uh, until like at one point when I got a printer, I typed up like everything I knew about Sailor Moon and basically made like a guide, like a mini guide. Um, and so when Ann America did that whole issue about they, they went through like everything that happened after Sailor Moon R. I started photocopying those articles for people because like, here I was you like, go. here, here, this even comes with pictures. Like, <laughs> this is even better. And people would be like so grateful because they would have no idea or they wouldn't have money to like get the fan subs. Yeah. So they were just stuck with like, I don't know what happens at the end of Sailor Moon. Yeah. And this was before um, Sailor Stars came out. So like, I only knew up to like, the end of Around, supers yeah the, the end of like supers if that like i was still like getting tapes from people <laughs> yeah i remember getting my first vhs that had sailor stars on it and i remember i still lived in the apartment then so this had to be like 1998 99 oh, when yeah, i yeah, saw yeah. that first episode of sailor stars and it wasn't subtitled it was raw like it even had the japanese <gasps> commercials on it yes <laughs> i got those same tapes because like, I couldn't find anyone who, like, had fan subs of it yet. Because it yeah. was still pretty new. Even like, though it, like, ended in, like, what, 96 or something? Yeah. And I'm, like, laughing because all I rem remember the corn commercial. Oh, my God. We used to joke about those stupid commercials <laughs> all the time. La <laughs> <laughs> la Yes. I loved uh, it, though. Oh, it was good memories. Yeah, but see, we had all sorts of stupid joke, like, in-jokes like that with all of our friends because, like, this was before memes. So instead of sharing memes, we would have these, like, dumb in-jokes about, like, Japanese commercials from our stupid raw Japanese anime tapes. And watching it raw and going, uh. Like, uh. I don't know what's happening, but this is so cool that I don't care. Yeah, it was like, I think I know what's happening. I guess. And picking out one or two words and kind of trying to barely assemble a sentence with your little Japanese to English dictionary. Oh, yeah. Our paper <laughs> dictionaries. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
Like that's how I learned how to write hiragana and katagana was Same. like I literally memorized the charts in those books. Yep, my little tiny pocket <laughs> Japanese to English dictionary and when yep. I had a raw like Japanese comic and I would learn to read those and then flip through my little dictionary and try and translate my own comics because there were no scanlations back then. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the closest you would come at first was like sometimes people would type up translated scripts they would do it like script style and then you could download like the word file of it so you could print it out and then have it along with your raw book that you could read along yeah yep. i mean and i had one pen pal who she tried to make basically like the first like in real life scanlations where she would take those scripts and she would photocopy her manga and then she'd white out the japanese, japanese and write it in Yes, and I then she would that. photocopy that and send it to people. And I was like, oh, wow, how cool. What a great idea. And then you try to do it yourself, and you're like, oh, my God, this is a lot of work. Fuck this. Oh, my, yeah, it's so time-consuming. And then you couldn't, like, translate any of, like, the sound effects or the signs or mm -hmm. anything like that. Oh, my God, it was terrible. <laughs> it was yeah. the worst. <laughs> but even now, I, so many years later, I can still watch stuff and be like, oh, I understood that. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel like a genius when you're like, I totally know what that says. Like, wow, my <laughs> old ass can still remember things. Woo! <laughs> I, I feel accomplished when I can remember an anime theme song from like 15 years ago. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, just a few months ago I found a CD that had a whole bunch of anime music on it and I was listening to it in the car singing along and my boyfriend looked at me like, you know all those words? Like, I think it was the opening of one of those Lodos War anime. <gasps> yes. Um... I think it was the TV series though, not yeah, the original. The, I, yeah, the OVA I don't think had lyrics. The I ending recall. of it did. The ending did, but not the opening. The opening yeah. was just like pretty music. <laughs> yeah, it was the opening to, I think, Lotus War TV. And I was sitting here singing it and kind of bopping along. And he was looking at me like, what? <laughs> you still remember that? Or going on Anna Pike and printing out the lyrics in Japanese so that you would remember it. And sending them to pen pals. Like, here's your soundtrack. And here's the lyrics if you want to learn how to sing it. Yeah, so you can do karaoke. Yes! I sent so many lyrics to pen pals. I think I found a notebook of lyrics recently, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, this is old school. Oh, my I was gosh. really hardcore about this stuff. Oh, we were dead serious about this. We were so serious. Because, like, you know, it's like I was saying earlier, like, we didn't know any other people who knew this stuff. So, like, we had to be our own, like, encyclopedia of knowledge. Like, we had to absorb everything because we were like starved for information like we ate up those like an america magazines or protoculture addicts magazines or yep. animag or whatever we could find and we'd be like oh my god this has information about that thing i like yes it's exactly it's, it's worth its weight in gold and then so like when geocities and stuff started like when fan sites started oh my god that was like a whole new world yep when anna pike first opened up and my mom had we didn't have internet we didn't have a computer till like 2000 99 oh, yeah, yeah. 2000 mm -hmm. and uh but my mom did at her job because they had to so i would go to her office after i got off from school 
And I'd sit in there for the last two or three hours of her day, and I'd be like, Mom, can I use your computer? (laughs) And she'd be like, go ahead, I don't care. Mom, can I print some pictures? Yeah, sure. So that's how I got, like, lyrics and pictures. I would print pictures out on her little shitty dot matrix. (laughs) Dot matrix. (laughs) Uh And I thought, whatever. They were precious to me. And I would hang it up. They were. They were worth their weight in gold because we didn't have them. Exactly. They were special. So I'd print them out. They were super special. I'd print them out and I'd hang them on my wall and I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. I have enough. This is enough for me. (laughs) And my walls, like old pictures of me that I used to send pen pals, my walls were wallpapered with these shitty dot matrix and color copies of CD covers. Yes. It's so funny because every like fan that's around our age I feel like has went through that phase where like either all those printed anime pictures went straight on their wall or they went all over their school binders or both or both like in my case it was definitely both (laughs) it was both and or if you got even a small piece of merch from a pen pal like I got a Dragon Ball Z pencil case and I took that thing to school like fuck yeah I have a Dragon Ball Z pencil case what now did you have yes, you, you thought you were so baller. Oh yeah. my god! Like, I I was talking about it in the last episode. Like, part of that Yu Yu Hakusho package was like she sent me like a mechanical pencil that had like all the characters on it, and I took that pencil to school and I thought I was like the coolest person ever, and nobody knew what the heck it was. They were like, "What is that? Like, what is all over your pencil?" And I'm like, "Um, this is Yu Yu Hakusho, and you don't know about it. My fault. But it's you don't the- know what it is." It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I had a Sailor Moon lunchbox. Like, my mom found me a Sailor Moon lunchbox, and I carried that thing like a purse. Mm hmm. Everywhere. <laughs> my mom buying me that t shirt, I had to beg her because back then it was mail a check, you know? Oh, yeah. And I had back to beg then... her, please, mommy, I <sighs> want that t shirt and that poster. Back before, like, eBay, back before, like, uh, you know, places where you could just order things like Ami Ami or CD Japan or anything like that. It was like if you found a shop that sold anime stuff, you had to mail order it. And that meant you had to either mail them a check or a money order. And then you had to pray that it didn't get lost. And then you had to pray that the place was legit and they would actually send you that thing they advertised. <laughs> yep. And sometimes it would take a while. And when it finally appeared, you were like, oh, thank God. There's my stuff. Yes. <laughs> and you were like, I know I paid $50 for, like, this, like, pack of, like, Japanese Sailor Moon cards and a Dragon Ball pencil board. But it was worth it. <laughs> exactly. Or even the stamps. Like, I found card capture Sakura stamps and they're $30. I don't care. Here's $30. Give me my stamps. Now, a word from our sponsor. (laughs) So you might have noticed that lately I've been running a sponsorship with AvaneShop.com, which is a little online shop that specializes in not only vintage toys and video game collectibles, but also vintage anime goods as well. If you have anyone on your holiday shopping list that loves older anime and manga, as in anyone who might be listening to this podcast, or you just want to treat yourself to a little something special, check out avaneshop.com for an ever-changing collection of not only vintage anime toys, but anime cells, 
Gashapon toys, Furoku items, plushies, dolls, action figures, 80s toys and collectibles, vintage Nintendo Power magazines, and all sorts of cool, hard-to-find items that would make super unique gifts and stocking stuffers. So remember to try to shop small when you can. Help support this podcast as well as a small business that's literally run by just two awesome ladies by buying cool stuff. Everybody wins. That's avaneshop.com. A-V-A-N-E-S-H-O-P dot com. And now, back to your regularly scheduled episode. Oh, yes, that was the that was the other thing, like, especially you and I were, like, totally obsessed with was anime stampers. Like, I'm talking about, like, ink stampers that you, like, you know, decorate, like, uh, envelopes and paper with, like, and they were of anime characters. And when I, I first got my first set, I had a Yu Yu Hakusho set that came in that little box that my friend sent me. Yep. I thought I was going to lose my mind. I had never thought, like, oh, my God, I know you can get, like, stamps at the craft store that have, like, Garfield on them and shit. But anime I never characters. thought, yeah, anime characters. Oh, my God. So, like, I was obsessed with finding stamp. Like, I had Sailor Moon stampers. I had Dragon Ball ones. I had uh, so many. Any anime that I could think of, I would, like, scour, like, anime stores. And when eBay became a thing, we would look on eBay. Yep. At anime conventions. Oh, oh conventions. My God, that was the thing to look for. That, like, kind of became our little status symbol. Like, ooh, they have stamps. <laughs> yes, because we would decorate all of our friendship books and our and our letters and stuff with stamps. And everyone would be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, we achieved some sort of high status, I feel like. Because, <laughs> because, because we, had we had stamps. We had stamps. And they were official, like, Japanese ones mm -hmm. that, like, were really hard to find. Like, I had some really obscure ones. Like, I still have all of these, too. Me, too. Like, Mine are, like, I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're right across the room from me, sitting in their little, like, Sanrio tin lunchboxes. Yeah, I have, like, one of those little plastic... Uh, organizer drawer thingies and they're it's just full of them like i have like god i found some that were from clamp school detectives yes i like there's card captor ones there's the sailor moon ones and kind of there like were so Galaxy many proline yuna oh yeah and there were there were times where you'd find ones that i couldn't find and i'd be so jealous i'd be Black like oh my god i can't believe you found like Fushigi Yugi stamps. Oh, the little roller pencil stamps. I found one at my mom's house, and I was like, "Oh, look at my little Chichiri roller stamp slash mechanical pencil." Probably doesn't work now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the worst when you would finally find one, and then like the ink would be all dried out. You'd be like, "No, <laughs> like no, I paid like twenty five dollars for this dumb thing." Oh my gosh! One time I found a Zelos one from Slayers, and my dog ate it, and I was so mad. <gasps> I was oh, so no. mad. And I remember I emailed the seller and I'm like, do you have another one? She happened to have another one so I could replace oh, it. Oh, that's, that's hella lucky. Right? <laughs> but I was like crying when I looked down and my dog had just completely eaten the thing. There was no saving oh. it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God. I didn't have anything like that happen to me once. Except I did have a, I had a set of magic night ray earth ones that i got and i left them in my mom's car once <gasps> oh and they melted because <laughs> the the they were made of cheap plastic and it, i guess it got so hot that they just started melting 
And I was so upset because that set cost me like $40 or something like that. And that was all like, you know, babysitting money and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, not, I, that's not, that wasn't no paycheck, man. I had to really work hard for that money. I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a teenager. I don't have a real job yet. <laughs> And, and it wasn't like you could just go down to, like, you know, your local, like, Fred Meyer and buy another set. Like, that was something you had to mail away. And I couldn't just go buy another one. I, cu- I couldn't find a replacement for it for years. Years. <laughs> I was so upset. Ugh. That's why I started putting mine in the metal tins. Because I was like, my dog likes to chew. My parents don't care. They're not going to give me $30 for another stamp. They're going to be like, tough luck, kid. Maybe you shouldn't have left your shit everywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lesson learned. Harsh, harsh lesson. Oh, memories. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I did get like a couple of questions from uh, mm-hmm. listeners about uh, anime pen pulling. Uh, so Aaron C. asks, do you still write to any of these pen pals from back in the day? And yes, I actually do still write to some of my older ones. I do too. I, think I mean, both. obviously I still like, we, we still talk a lot, but I also still send you mail sometimes and you still sometimes send me mail. Vice versa. And I still write to Martha. I think you do too. When we've all yes. been writing since the 90s. And Ugh. Rihanna <laughs> in Canada is still pen palling. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has kind of drifted off to Facebook, but we're all still in touch and we are all still friends. Yes. Yes. Like even when like pen palling kind of became like, uh, you know, they couldn't put the time into it or the money into it. Uh, we still like, we hang out on social media now, basically, because pen palling literally was our social media back then. Mm-hmm. And we watch each other like grow up, get boyfriends, get married, have kids. But I know so many of talk. our friends have like, but it's, it's so crazy to like, see how like long we've known like a lot of these people. Yeah. Like, oh we man. We think like, oh my gosh, we were all in high school when we started writing and now we're like, I'm not going to say our ages. (laughs) I was in like junior high when I I started. Oh, my God. I was a freshman (laughs) in high school. And like to give you an idea, like I'm coming up on my 20 year friggin' graduation anniversary. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's been a minute. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I had several people ask, have you met any of these people in person? Yes, we have met each other in 1999. We all had a big trip to Seattle and a whole bunch of us met up over the course of when I went with Angie. We met you and Melissa and we met we met everybody we wrote to in the Seattle area that week. Yeah, it was like a big party. Like everybody like met up. (laughs) And I, I think you've met some. I've met another one at a convention that same year and then... I met a few down the road. I just met Martha two after years so ago years. after oh so many gosh. years. So, yeah, we have met. And I just met mm-hmm. Annie last, earlier this year. I met Annie with Joey and their baby earlier this year. Aww. And we had babies. Like, like we were saying, everyone's having babies and right? families now. It's so crazy. I know. Oh, man. Yeah, like we met, I've, I've met like a couple others, but like. Not very many. Like, some of them I don't even write to anymore, but I met in person. Yes. Uh, that I don't even know, like, we we don't keep in touch anymore. Kind of fell off the face of the earth. 
Yep. Um, uh, that's like kind of the the sad thing. There's a lot of people that like I had these like super good connections with, and then like we just lost touch, and it's kind of sad. And a lot of people also wrote via nicknames. Oh my gosh, that's something that we didn't even really touch. Like a lot of people didn't use their real names in friendship books. I started as a Mako, and I turned into Videl. Yes, yes, <laughs> I remember that. Ah, yeah, like I had like um. Uh, our mutual friend Patty, she went by like Haruka. Uh huh. And then she went to Kirijo. Yeah, her her OC character that she made. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, who else? I wrote to a Maylin. I wrote to. There was one girl that just went by Suzuku no Miko. <gasps> yeah, I remember her. And um, a Rico. Uh, there was a bunny because that's what um, Tokyo Pop called Usagi in the, their English version. Like at first, yeah. they called her Bunny instead of Serena or Usagi. Yeah. Uh, so she went by Bunny. Um, there were people who went by like you know Launch. There was someone who went by Launch from Dragon Ball. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, there was someone who went by Bell Dandy. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, there were so many. Like I'm even yeah. looking up at my. I knew a Ray. There was an Osaka. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was someone who went by Lena Chan. Yes. Like, Lena, Lena Inverse. And there was, like, a Sakura. There was, oh, there's so many. But we all went by, like, nicknames because we thought it was really cool. And that kind of carried over into the internet age. Like, yeah. you know, when people started making AOL handles, they wouldn't use their real names. They would be, like, you know, Sailor Moon Fan 58 or something, yeah. you know. Thankfully, <laughs> no one went by Videl. And after a while, it became, my parents even called me that. They were like, hey, Vidal Chan. Like, they would say it all <laughs> wrong and exaggerated in their heavy little Spanish accent. And I'd be like, oh, oh. Uh, it was, I think it was because there wasn't, like, a whole bunch of, like, Dragon Ball fan, female yeah. Dragon Ball fans in our little circle. There were a few, but not a lot of them. Yeah. So uh, I was like, woo, one name that I got to keep. The only one was Launch. And I was so excited. I remember when she first came around because I was like, yes, someone else. Yes, because I wrote to her too because I was like, yes, more people who like Dragon Ball. Right? <laughs> I loved Dragon Ball. It was you and me and her. And I think also our friend Patty and uh, uh, Jamie. Yes. J oh, because Jamie really liked Bardock. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, of all, it was so random. Like, and I, I remember going, the "Hell is Bardock? Oh, oh, that guy!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh memories. It's it. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be weird for some of my listeners because they're gonna be like who the hell are they talking about right we're showing our like, age <laughs> like you and i know like all these different people and like like i said this felt like a special like club like a secret club because like it was all it was hundreds of like people but like that was it if you if you weren't involved with it you didn't know you had no idea yeah, exactly. And like, it seems like a big in joke now to kind of talk about it. But we were all really best friends at the time. And mm -hmm. when you're a lonely teenager in the middle of nowhere, like mm -hmm. it was, it was a life saving kind of thing almost like you weren't so alone in the world. Yeah, it really because there were times where like, like, you know, things would happen in your life and you would, you would write to your pen pals and be like, Oh, this like, major awful thing happened and they would be like oh man that sucks I'm so sorry like it, someone would be there to be like wow that really sucks and I hope things get better and they might be like 
here's some stickers that I thought you would yeah, like. like you know, I, they would... I thought I thought of you. I know you're feeling down. I drew you this picture. Yeah. Oh my god. Like yeah. Like so. I exchanged fan art with so many people. I still have the one you drew me. <laughs> it's in this room, oh. as a matter of fact. Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about like at one point I drew you like that big picture That's of like Anthony. The one. I ah, you still have that. Ah. I thought that was like one of the best things I ever drew because I drew it on this giant sheet of paper with like charcoal. See, I feel uh, like we're gonna have pencils. to provide everyone visual aids. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's that drawing here are some stamps <laughs> this is what our letters used to look like <laughs> oh my gosh i should i should try to take some pictures of like some of my favorite like stampers from my collection because like too i and i even have like friendship books i remember when i finally got a scanner way down the road i actually mm -hmm. scanned some of like remember they used to do friendship books where you'd decorate the whole page Oh yeah, deco decos. deco books. I still yeah. have I have some scans of like old decos that I did, and I'm like, I have those. I have visual aids. <laughs> yeah, it was like if you were like super creative and into like crafty stuff, like that was something you did. Like when I made friendship books, I always like kind of like I would use colored pa construction paper instead of regular paper or. Mm -hmm. I would like, you know, throw some glitter glue on there or yeah, <laughs> like stickers and I'd make like collages and like all sorts of stuff. And people would be like, ooh, this is really pretty. I can't believe you made that. <laughs> oh, man, that was a time like back then, like little things like that just made you feel like so much more like accomplished because like, oh, like I made this thing for my friend who also likes this thing that I like. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of dumb now, but at the time it was just so, like, satisfying, you know? Like, oh, I drew her this picture. Oh, I made her this stationery. Or here's some address labels. And back in the day, like, just getting that little thing was like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, because yeah. it took effort. Mm -hmm. And so you, you realize, like, oh, this person took time out of their day to, like, make a thing for me or... And, and I think a lot of that got lost over the years with social media and everything. It was something tangible that you got in the mail. It was mm -hmm. something you could hold and touch and look at. And nowadays, it's not so much like that. That's not the connection you have with your friends so much anymore. Yeah, now, when you, when you see people, like, sort of connecting like that in fandom, it's more like you get presents of, like, someone will Photoshop you something. Yeah. Or, or someone will make you a digital drawing, which is still pretty cool. Or someone will maybe, like, send you a link to, like, a fanfic or mm -hmm. something there, where they were like, oh, I know you like this series, and I saw this fanfic, and I thought of you. Or they'll even write you, like, a little fanfic and be like, here you go. Like, stuff like that, which, I mean, that's really cool, but it's also not, it's like you said, it's not tangible. You can't hold a fanfic. You can't hold a digital drawing. You can't, Unless you, you know, print hold it, a I Photoshop. Guess. But, I mean, to <laughs> see that thing where they send you their original, you can see where they sat there and they drew on with that pen and gave it to you. Like, mm -hmm. there's no more cop. That's it. That's the copy. Or when... Or when they made you a mixtape. Yes. Like, you thought I would love all these songs. And it's not like, here's some YouTube links to some songs I thought you'd like. No, I sat there and had to listen to this whole fucking tape. <laughs> 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 that's the only way to make it. 
or sat there and paused and ran and grabbed another tape and got to that point in the song and then unpaused and recorded for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Making a mixtape wasn't like a five minute process back then. Mm-hmm. It was, you mm-hmm. need to sit there for all two or three hours of this tape and make the yep. whole thing for your friend. Yep. And then if you wanted to be like really cool, like you would design a whole like uh, cover cover for your yeah. cassette tape. <laughs> Like, uh, or, or I would slide trading cards in the front of them. <gasps> there were a couple times where I got, like, Japanese new type magazines, and they would come with cassette yes! inserts. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, those were, Dude, like, You got so... one of those, you were lucky. <laughs> you, that was, like, fancy. I reserved those for, like, my dear friends. Yep. Because <laughs> they were fancy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> those were, like, you could only use one. Yep. You can't mess it up. <laughs> yep. Or does my mom have a photocopier? I'm just going to photocopy the whole sheet. It's in black and white, but you'll be okay. You've got a copy yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to keep the original for myself, yes. obviously. <laughs> oh, you're such a little assholes. <laughs> well, back then it was like, oh, it was a rare thing. So like you hoarded that. Exactly. You hoarded that shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I got kind of off topic on questions, but um, I think there was one more. Let me check. Oh, uh, and Nicholas asks, did you ever have any bad experiences with trying to meet any pen pals in person? And thankfully, I can say no, because I've only met like a couple in person from back then. And it wasn't like today where, like, you would worry about getting, like, catfished or something. Yeah. So, thankfully, I never had any, like, horrible experiences. Um, I don't think you did either. I didn't have horrible ones. I just had really awkward ones. Like, there was a one girl I wrote to in Maryland. And I went to meet her. And it was so uncomfortable. Like, we literally spent, like, two hours on her couch watching Kenshin. And then it was like, okay, I gotta go. Nice meeting you. It was just very weird. Like, we didn't really talk. Her family was there, so they were all watching. T- it was just so unnerving. <laughs> and then when it was time to yeah, go, I was like, Yeah, because back then, it, it, it's, it was hard to f- figure out, like, are we gonna have, like, the same chemistry in real life? Yes. Like, uh, and, you know, now we're a little bit more aware of things like social anxiety mm-hmm. and things like that. Because back then there was no word for that. You were just like a weird, shy, nervous person. Yep. And the only, <laughs> the only other one I can think of is the one I think I was just talking to you about where I ended up sleeping on some stranger's floor because she forgot to check me into her dorm room. And then I didn't have any money to buy food. And she was like, okay, well, I got to go. See you later. And I had to sit outside waiting for my family to come pick me up. Oh. That one was awkward. Yeah. So not so much like bad experiences with like creepy people. But there were times where you were just like, oh, this didn't go as I planned. Yeah. This was a little bit more awkward. But where which I mean, that's mean or did something cruel to me? No, never. No, never. Like... I had worse experiences like going to cons and like running into creepy strangers yes. than I did with like pen pals because it was like you said we we all kind of knew each other even the people we didn't write to we would be like oh I know my other friend writes to that person so they're cool yeah 
So it was all like we were kind of like a family. Yeah. We all sort of knew each other. There were some people who talked and some didn't. Um, there was no mean girl mentality. There was no gossiping no. behind each other's backs or any of that. Nothing at all like if that. If there was, I was totally not aware of it. Same. Same. If, if there was, I was lucky and had none of it. <laughs> if anything, any drama I've ever dealt with pen palling has been in the last, like, two or three years. But never as Yeah, a and that's, and, yeah, and that's, that w- a whole different thing because like now you still do pen palling as a hobby but it's more of just like a general pen palling yeah. not like a oh we love anime yeah it's uh, not you know. it's not a little specialized interest or anything it's more of a just connecting with other people kind of thing mm-hmm. and, and in that kind of aspect yeah you're gonna run into some trauma with people <laughs> yeah definitely definitely because i mean that's just life it happens <laughs> um someone asked if i still like write to some pen pals because uh you already answered yes you do i mostly write to the same people i've been writing to all these years yep <laughs> <laughs> because we just kn- we've known each other for so long we don't write as often but like you know i send people christmas cards and birthday cards sometimes and uh, sometimes if I find like some cute little thing in a store, I'll be like, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. And yes, I send it to them. like my package that I got not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, when I sent you all that Daiso stuff. Because yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, look at this cute Daiso stationery. Myra needs this. <laughs> yeah, or this has llamas on it. I'm sending it to her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like sometimes I'll randomly find like a Dragon Ball thing. I'll be like, hey, look. Look, Myra, it's Dragon Ball. And I'll be like, oh, God. I love it. (laughs) Yes, I need it. (laughs) Like, at first, you're like, oh, that whole thing. And then you're like, oh, no, I need it. Like, oh, who am I kidding? I still love this stuff. Let me have it. (laughs) Oh, someone asked um, Mm -hmm. if you still watch anime. I do. And I... I'm lucky enough to where if I take a break, I have a boyfriend that watches Crunchyroll every chance he gets. So if he sees something he likes, he's like, come here, come here, come here, watch this one. Like he made me watch uh, Food Wars and dessert oh, came out I remember with you that. telling me about Food Wars because you were like, I watched this show where like people were basically orgasming over food. It's a little strange, but it made me damn hungry. <laughs> And then <laughs> I've been following Berserk for years and years and years, as you know. So yes. when they you stopped were actually, the show, I got you were, mad. Yeah, you were the one who actually got me into Berserk all those years ago. Yes. You were like, Berserk is really cool. You should totally check it out. It feels underappreciated. I'll say that till the day I die. It's underappreciated. More people should like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I still am kind of sad that that old anime, the 90s anime, only went, like... Only oh, covered only the covered. Golden Age, which I hate. I'm like, why didn't you continue? There's so much more story to go on. Yeah, it only went that one little chunk. But it was probably... I was, I was thinking it was just to, like, promote the comic, I think. Oh, yeah, probably. Because the comic is still going. Oh, uh, yeah. That man takes more <laughs> breaks than... That's why uh, then he's like, here's a chapter, taking a break. Here's a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Going here's on, a chapter. Taking a year break. <laughs> Enjoy. 
here's a chapter. Now I'm going to go play some video games. Because apparently that's what he does now is like he's obsessed with video games and he just plays video games all the time. Like, no, I have to know what happened. You're killing me. I know they only just now finally got off that damn boat. (laughs) Exactly. And then the anime stopped and I'm like, no, you're killing me. And then we got that new anime that kind of looks a little garbagey. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was... the OAVs, the little reprised OAVs. They didn't do bad Ugh. with them. But the new yeah. one, I was like, oh, this is taking some getting used to. But I I know. I love I... my series. I'm faithful to it, so I will soldier through. Yeah, it's kind of like when I watched All of Sailor Moon Crystal, I was like, some of this is a little bad, but I'm still going to watch it because I like Sailor Moon. <laughs> yep, that's exactly. I did the same thing. I'm like, I, I'm devoted to this. It's okay. I'll <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> this is my life, and I'm going to live with these decisions. Yep. I'm just more <laughs> closeted with my fandom these days, because in part because I am getting old as hell. <laughs> Well, also, it's like, you know, when we were kids, we wanted to share it because, like, this was a a rare and special thing. Mm -hmm. Like, anime has blown up so much since we were young. And here, like, since I'm still in the same town, if I go around, like, I have little things. Like, you'll see things hanging off my purse. But the only people who notice it and are like, hey, are, like, 14-year-olds. Like, I ain't gonna hang with no 14-year-old. That's just not... (laughs) This is, you don't do that these days. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because, like, uh, anime is, is so much more common now. Like, I feel like a lot of teenagers get into it, and then, like, they go through, like, an anime phase, and then they kind of stop. My niece. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I had to buy her so much Oron High School Host Club shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like it's not like us old timers where we were in, we've been in it for the long haul since like the 80s and shit. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. I noticed that most kids they'll go they'll start getting into it around right when they're starting to creep into their teens. Like my mm. nephew is 12 and he's getting into that phase now. My niece went through it from age up until she was about like 16, 17 and now it's kind of tapering off and she's in Yeah, K-pop now it's like oh well. <laughs> I'm definitely too cool for this now. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm And then you like, just graduate to the next thing that they like. For me, it was, Which is fine. For me, I because kind of stayed in it. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch as much new stuff because there's just so much new stuff coming out yeah. all the time. I mean, back in the day, we were lucky if we got maybe like 20 anime a year. Yeah. And now we get like 20 anime a season. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, because oh, oh. James will scroll through Crunchyroll and be like, this is out, this is out, this is out, gotta watch this. And I'm like, oh, how do you watch all this <laughs> stuff? I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> but the cool thing about, like, all this, like, digital stuff now is, like, it's always going to be there. I mean, as long as it's up on, like, they own it, like, these people, like, Crunchyroll and Funimation and all that stuff. Like, as long as they own it, it's going to be up there. So, like, if we ever just get a day off, we're like, I guess I'm marathoning, like, five episodes of, like, whatever it is that I want to watch, which is kind of cool. I, think I mean, the last thing I binged watch was Castlevania. Because you know oh, yeah. I love me some Castlevania. Mm-hmm. So when Netflix mm-hmm. did that, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm watching this. And it turned <laughs> right? out to be pretty excellent. Like, I was actually kind of impressed. Like, yeah, it did good. I, my, my, my only qualms with that is um, there were no turkeys in the walls. Right? <laughs> I was just waiting for someone to bust a wall and be like, hey, what's this fully cooked turkey doing here? James laughing because I said that. I think there was a scene where a wall got busted and I said, what, no turkey? 
Right? I was I was hoping someone would sneak a joke about that in there right? or something. Or, or draw one in the background on the floor or something. <laughs> Just like a turkey leg. It doesn't even have to be a whole yes, turkey. Yes. Just the leg. Just give us a turkey leg, Netflix. <laughs> I'm excited for more of that one, though. They did. Get Maybe it. we'll get it next season. Right? <laughs> turkey, Castlevania Turkey Leg 2018. Slide them a little a little email. Hey, man. Dude, this is solid. <laughs> Throw a little turkey in there. If any of the animators are listening right now. <laughs> turkey in the you know what in to Castlevania. Do it for me. Do it for us. <laughs> I would probably die and James would be like, what? I'm like, she's a fucking turkey. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's a wall turkey, damn it. <laughs> I'm sh- We're so showing our age here. <laughs> they don't even do Castlevania anymore. <laughs> they do, but they're like they're not the same. No, no, there's no they're, there's no more Symphony of the Night. Oh, best ever! I love Symphony of the Night. Oh, it's the best. I'm staring at the wall scroll. Oh, you still have those? Oh my goodness, that's yes, amazing. My friend, I posted a picture on my Facebook, I think, and one of my friends was like, "There's that Castlevania wall scroll." I was like, "Girl, I still got it." Here it is in my office, and I sent her a picture. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, because I remember every every one of us were like, "Oh, Alucard." Yes, so dreamy. Every one of us, and so dreamy. Since my boyfriend's still super into anime, like I decorated part of our office for him. Like I put that wall scroll on one wall, and he loves Vampire Hunter D, and I had a Vampire Hunter D wall scroll, so I hung that on in yes. front of his for him. Oh, excellent. Super good taste in anime vampire men. <laughs> I knew who was hot back then. When I was a young Yes. <laughs> definitely. I mean, oh, so many people. Yeah, like, going back to, like, the anime husbands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, my God, everybody liked D and Alucard and yeah. all those beautiful long-haired men's. Right? That's where my whole hair thing started. But that was what started the whole the whole getting into like very beautiful men in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The era of beautiful Bashonen. Right? Now as an old lady, I'm like imagine my old ass next to some pretty man. No. <laughs> Someone who's prettier than you. <laughs> Everyone's looking at you and not me. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Oh, so good. Memories. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh. But yeah, this was like this was so fun. <laughs> like I haven't really seriously ever sat down and like talked about like these old like anime pen pal things like Me either. Me either. It it's so it's so weird when you think about it because it was something we did like daily Mm -hmm. back then we were like writing to people like all the time all of our friends and this was like a huge part of our fandom and our lives and then like just after gosh i i think i was we were into it for probably like almost 10 years before like the internet started kind of fading out yeah because we were all just like instead of talking in letters we would like jump on like uh live journal or or aim live journal and aim and for me anime go chat room 
Oh, and and MySpace when MySpace became a thing. Yes, and having your little anime profile picture. Oh man. Of of course, <laughs> that was very important. That was super super important. You had to have your anime avatars. Yep. Yeah, and search for the perfect one. Like I remember, we had like animation shop. I think it was or whatever it was. Oh called. yeah, to make gifts. Yes. Oh, so many horrible quality gifts. Yes. <laughs> but whatever, it was mine. It was cool. Exactly. That was the important thing. You had to make them like really cool so they'd stand out and people would be like, I want to talk to them because they're cool. Oh, that one's so (laughs) obscure. They're so cool. (laughs) I know we were very elitist like for a while. We were. were. But it was all in good fun. It was never malicious. Oh, yeah. I never made anybody feel I acted that way, but I never made anybody feel excluded. If anything, mm-hmm. I was very welcoming and, oh, you have a question? Let me, what do you have a question about? I will totally tell you whatever you want to know. I will talk your ear off about anything I like. Exactly. <laughs> or, oh, you've never heard of it? Oh, my gosh. Let me send you a bunch of stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo. That was how we, we rolled back in the day. Well, it wasn't a, ew, noob, get away. It was, hey, you're new. We'd kind of giggle about it and be like, aw, baby. But then we turn around and be like, let me show you. It'd be very welcoming. Because, like, we wanted to be there for, like, the people who did the same thing to us. Like, you know, because there was always someone who got us into that thing. Because I'm very open about, like, like I just said, like, you were the one who got me into Berserk. Yeah. Uh, I think you were also the one who sent me, like, the first pictures I ever saw of Dragon Ball GT. Yes, because I had that little book that I found in a comic (laughs) shop and was like, yes! You're like, there's more Dragon Ball? Oh my god. I must show to everybody. But I'm- and I was like freaking out. I was like, they're making new Dragon Ball? Oh my god. And then we got GT, which was like... Oh, mm. they made Dragon Ball too. Yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> but we got those really good uh, theme songs out of it. We did. Least. I loved Blue Velvet. Oh yeah, Blue Velvet and the opening. Yeah. Oh, that was a jam. It's still a jam. Right. I would say it's still a jam. But like, yeah, I I feel like it was it was a very warm and welcoming community. At least I liked making it feel like that to myself and to my friends yeah. and to everybody. And I have such good memories about it. Me too. And sometimes I even think about like, oh, I wonder what so and so is doing now. Me too. Like, I definitely I wonder. Is there? How is their life? Are they okay? Are they happy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the worst things that ever happened was, like, I think, uh, oh, gosh, almost 10 years ago, like, a pen pal that I had, like, I got noticed that, like, I got an email from her mom. She was going through her old emails, like, all her contacts, and saying that she died in a car crash. Oh. And I was so sad because it was someone that I hadn't talked to in, like, a long time. Mm -hmm. And that, like, you know, we just lost touch. And so that email, like, totally just made me go, like, oh, my God. Because you just never know. Yeah. Like, all these people that you you talked to or wrote letters to, like, or whatever, like, you know, sometimes that happens and it's, like, kind of sad. Especially if you've, like, never met them in, like, real life. Yeah. Uh, you never got a chance to because they lived, like, across the, like, U.S. or in another part of the world, even. Yeah. Because I think she lived in Canada. So, like, there was no way I was ever going to meet her. Because she lived, like, on the other side of, like, the country in Canada. 
Yeah, but still, it sucks to hear about, you know? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, you wonder about that, and I hope, like, anyone that I ever did write to is, like, still out there doing Happy and healthy. Yeah. Because I think about them sometimes and go, like, man, I hope they're doing okay. I kind of miss hearing from them. They were cool. (laughs) That's why I kind of, like, I... I, I'm very happy that there's still like some people that I'm really close with mm-hmm. that I met through that because I feel like we share this like crazy bond that we met under like the weirdest random circumstances of like I saw your name in a pen pal thing and I wrote to you and just by chance you happen to be a like a cool person and now we're friends yep. and we've been friends for like some of these people I've known for like over 10 15 years you 20 years like oh my gosh it's it's been it's been a thing (laughs) right and it's great to think that something so small like viking sailor moon can Mm -hmm. give you all these friends that you still know this much longer later even though they're not next door you're still friends you still keep in touch you still send each other things and that kind of friendship kind of gets lost in social media sometimes yeah i mean sometimes you you do see like really good friendships like happen oh, yeah. through through the internet but like i feel like that era our era was a little different cuz like we had to work hard yeah. it wasn't just like i mean we had to pay to write to people Basically. we had to buy books of stamps i was asking for books of stamps for christmas and birthday presents me too that's that's how many stamps I would go through all the time. I would be like, I need more stamps. Like, uh, do I need Mom. shoes? No, I'm not worried about that. My shoes are still good. Can you get me like a hundred stamps instead? That's like thirty bucks, right? Yeah. Can you can you get me like a roll of stamps for my birthday? <laughs> it was the same with like blank VHS tape. Can you just give me a five pack of VHS tapes mm-hmm. for my birthday? Babysitting and saving I- that money for some cassettes because I'm gonna get me some mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it was totally just a different era yep like (laughs) now i can just open youtube and be like i haven't heard that song in a while search there it is there it is instead of i need to mail so and so a tape so that she can make that song for me and put it on a tape it's pretty amazing (laughs) (laughs) well i think we've rambled on about the the memories of <laughs> this bygone little pocket of forgotten anime fandom for a while. This episode, I don't have any uh, shout outs to give in my special thanks because I didn't get any tips before the episode. So only our friends kind of that still write to us. Kind of sad. Yeah. So special shout outs to uh, those people that we have been mentioning throughout the episode. Who I don't even know if they listen to the podcast but uh if they do hey i love you girls yes we love you very much. um but if you want to get a personal shout out in the next episode of my podcast listeners uh in the special thanks segment all you have to do is go to my Kofi page and leave me a tip of two or more coffees uh you can check the show notes for the link and you can see links and all info of this episode on the blog at onomainnostalgia.blogspot.com as well as on the show's Tumblr at onomainnostalgia.tumblr.com. And you can find this episode and previous episodes on both of those sites as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And you can also review the show if you haven't already. You can leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever 
you downloaded this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or you just want to say hi, you can always leave me a comment on the blog or Tumblr, or you can email me directly at animenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. I always enjoy reading them. So thank you so much, Myra, for joining me on this episode. It was super fun to go down memory lane. Yes, it was very fun. <laughs> I love it. It's oh, so many memories. Yes. So many precious memories. Um, since you're just my special friend, you don't have any real social media. So this is where I would usually plug it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, maybe I can have you on the show again to maybe talk about like Berserk. Since I know you are, you're probably the biggest Berserk fan I know. I think I'm the biggest one. That's so bad. Um, so next episode of the podcast, listeners, will be the year in review episode. Uh, so please look forward to that. I will also have a very special giveaway like I do every year. But I think this one is going to be even better than ever. I think it's going to be my best one yet. So please stay tuned. And I hope you all, uh, listeners in America, have a very safe and very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, So I will see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. that was where I got like my first Sailor Moon purster 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 my first purster purster